0: Hello, this is Bad Vibes. Today's video was on those late night walks. Whether you're walking your dog, walking home from work, or you're just strolling around, killing some time as you can't sleep. Anyway, please hit that like button if you enjoy and sit back and relax. I'm female and was 16 or 17 at the time. I used to have terrible insomnia, so to pass time, I would go for walks around my neighborhood really early in the morning. It was one of those mornings, and I was just out for a walk when I heard a car approaching me. Mind you, I live in a nicer middle class neighborhood that's a bit more secluded, so people don't usually drive through there at night, so it was a little concerning. I turn around, and there's a big white van driving hella slow, about 20 feet behind me, Instead of continuing my walk, I stopped and waited to see what they were up to. It seems kind of stupid, but there's no way I'm turning my back to a vehicle at 2am just to be snatched and killed. The van then stops. Two dark figures get out and start walking towards me. I'm like, oh shit, and start to run. It might have been an overreaction, but I had this terrible feeling in my gut. I run towards my house, hiding behind bushes, I didn't see the van until I turned the corner. They parked near a patch of houses and about five of them get out of the van with flashlights looking around for something. They all had dark clothing on and weren't saying a word. One of the house's porch light turns on and they run back to their van and hightail it out of there. It was pretty wild and maybe I overreacted. I don't know, you tell me. I'm female. This story takes place when I was 14. I'm 23 now. It was late summer and I was coming home after hanging out at the beach for my best friend Maya's 17th birthday party. When I got off the subway at my stop, I looked at the bus arrival screen. The bus I would normally take home was arriving in an hour. Being a tired 14 year old girl, I decided to take an alternate bus route home. This decision I would later regret. When I get off the bus at the stop, I have about a 10 minute walk to my building. My area at night is pretty quiet, not many cars on the streets. As I'm walking up the street, I hear the sound of an engine nearby. I look over my left shoulder and see a white panel van. I know, how typical. And it's rolling up the street. I try to think nothing of it. But when I turned onto my street, the van does too. Now I'm unsettled and start walking faster. This van is driving slowly and it never passes me. When I turned up the driveway to my building, the van once again turns. Now I'm scared. The driveway to my building has an ice rink on one side of it with bright lights, so I walk beside the rink under the bright lights. There are small townhouses on the other side of the driveway. The van catches up to me and stops. I think maybe this person is lost and trying to ask for directions, trying to find any way to rationalize this. I stop. I stay about four feet away from the van just in case. I look in the van window to see an older man starting to bald with black hair and a white t-shirt. I ask if he's lost and he doesn't respond. Instead, he tries to get me into the van. I say no and start walking, but the van continues to drive slowly following me. A red car begins to drive down the driveway and the van drives all the way to the end of the driveway and waits for the red car to turn out before reversing to be beside me again. The man is still trying to get me into the van. I want to make a mad dash to my building, but I'm worried that he would see where I live. So I keep walking. Another car comes down the driveway and the van does the same thing it did before, drives to the end and waits for the car to leave. But this time, there's a cab dropping off someone at the townhouses. The cabbie is closing his trunk when he sees me. Are you okay? I tell him that this van has been following me and every time a car comes, the van drives to the end and waits for it to leave before following me again. The cabbie tells me to get in his car, drives to the end of the driveway, and sits there for a bit, so I have enough time to run to my building. I tell him thank you. The van is back in line with me again, so the cabbie gets into his cab and drives up the driveway, and the van follows. I look and see the two vehicles sitting there. I run up the rest of the driveway into my building lobby, my heart racing. When I get to my apartment, I'm still freaked out. I go into my room and call the cops. While on the phone with the cops, I look out my bedroom window and see the van. It's slowly driving around my building looking for me. Now I'm fully panicking. The cops and the officers to sweep the area, but they don't find him. Two officers came to my apartment to get a statement from me. About a week after this happened, the officers came back to my apartment They showed me a photo of the man from the van that they were able to get from the security camera on the side of my building. I told them that the man in the photo was the one that followed me. They told me they found him and that he was being put on the sex offender list. So to the man in the white panel van, let's not meet. I was walking my dog around 11.30 p.m. on a street that had no houses on it, only industrial sheds and the woods on one side, and the railroad tracks on the other side, where the train goes by every few hours. This street is only the next street over from where the residential neighborhood block where I live, and I walk my dog here several times a day and usually one final walk around this time. It's a nice street to walk my dog on because the woods make it seem more like a nature walk rather than walking down the street full of houses. I like that I could see the stars better on this road because there are no street lights. I like seeing wildlife occasionally. Several young raccoons run up the trees when me and my dog go by. A feral cat, eyes shine in the dark as it hunches in the distance. An owl hoots. As I am walking my dog on this night, I see headlights of an approaching vehicle. It's not unusual as vehicles use the street as a throughway throughout the day, especially after the city made a park at the end of the street where the road goes around a the bend. There is hardly any traffic at this hour though. Sometimes the local police patrol through, other times it could be sketchy people. During the day, I find empty beer bottles and cans and teeny liquor bottles that were tossed out of vehicles. Periodically, I carry a small trash bag and pick up the litter to keep my nature walk pleasant. As the vehicle gets closer, I keep checking the headlights as I'm standing on the side of the road, letting my dog sniff around. I check every now and then to make sure the driver is staying on their side of the road and not driving erratically. Under the influence of driving while texting, because I don't want to be hit. I keep my cell phone flashlight shined on my dog who is off the road, on the grass, sniffing on the ground so the driver knows that I'm there and keeps on their side of the road. I'm standing on my side of the road facing my dog and I take one last look over my shoulder at the vehicle as it approaches closer to where I am. Then I look back at my dog so I'm not rudely staring at them. As the vehicle passes behind me, I hear it slowing down so I turn to face it and it stops a little past where I'm standing. I hold my phone's flashlight so it shines on the car and the driver. It's a man, young looking, maybe still in high school, but probably in his early 20s. He has a round face with what looks like short whiskers all around the bottom half of his face. It's more than just stubble, I think. I wait to see what he's up to. I say nothing, just shine the light on him. I like your dog thank you i say politely with emphasis on the first word it's my standard response for when people say i like your dog it's usually kids that ride their bicycles or skateboards during the day on the way to the skate park at the end of the road now closed and a few other women who have stopped in their cars their husbands driving them also during the day my dog is a great pyrenees a large breed dog that is big and fluffy looking, and people often comment that she looks like a polar bear. She doesn't, but that's what they say. So it's not super unusual for someone to stop their car and ask me what kind of breed my dog is, or say that they like it, but it feels very weird at 11.30 p.m. on a dark, desolate road with no houses, no people around, except for a guy that thinks it's okay to stop and, after a pause, he says, you're welcome politely with an emphasis on the second word in a tone that I thought almost seemed surprised that I said thank you, or perhaps he was simply mirroring my response. I say nothing else, just wait, still shining the flashlight on my phone in his direction, waiting for him to leave. It feels very inappropriate for someone to stop their car late at night on a desolate street to talk to a person who is walking their dog, especially a woman who is alone. Maybe he just doesn't realize this. He might not have a lot of social skills or social intelligence. He looked like he might be a little awkward. After a few seconds that seem long, he drives away. Slowly at first, then picks up speed. When the car is a little distance away, I hear someone scream out of the vehicle, You're a fucking bitch! Then further away, as the car rounds the turn at the end of the street, I hear another scream from the vehicle, You're a fucking, see you next Tuesday, just to clean it up a bit. I was standing there thinking, what the fuck? At first, I think there might have been someone else, another guy, in the car that was the screamer, but then, I think it could have been him. This gives me pause, and I'm making sure to carry pepper spray, and might just hide in the woods until cars pass by in the dark after this. There are too many weirdos in this world, and psychopaths. I just got home and I'm shaking. I had a friend over for a few glasses of wine. I had just drank one, but she had drank more, so I decided to walk her home to make sure she got their save. She lives about 10 minutes away from me, so I thought it wasn't a big deal, but when I was walking back, a car literally stopped in the street next to me. It was full of boys, and they were asking me where I was going and what I'm doing. I didn't respond, they kept walking, and they eventually drove off so I thought I was safe. Then I saw the car stop near my block and they saw me coming and were waiting for me to pass by them again. One of them kept asking me why I wouldn't talk to them and that I should go with them, all while driving slow next to me. I was on my phone with my boyfriend. They again left and I went inside. It was frightening. I have been reflecting today on several unsettling encounters I've had while walking around my neighborhood in the past year. I realized none of them are quite as creepy as most other stories on here, but I figured I'd share it anyway. The first was a very, very large man whose face I could not make out, but I definitely didn't know, who growled, fuck you, at me across the street late at night. Then there was a guy around my own age, 25, who followed me down the street in his car, Because he wouldn't believe that I wasn't Dan. A kid who apparently snuck out of his house a few blocks away. Granted, I look kind of young. But I'm still an adult male. And clearly not a kid. And the creepiest to me was the time that a wall of bushes I was walking past started rustling. A guy popped out. Stared at me. Said sorry. Then slowly sauntered away down the middle of the street. Good times. Let me start by saying that I'm a college student, 21, male, and I live with my girlfriend of two years, 21, female. We recently got a six-month-old golden retriever about three weeks ago. I typically take him out for his last walk at midnight. Most nights, my girlfriend would come with me because I live in the city and there's quite a bit of crime around our area. This encounter happened maybe an hour ago. Tonight, my girlfriend was busy with homework, so she didn't come with me on my last walk. Everything was normal for the majority of the walk, up until I was about to enter my apartment. I live in an apartment complex with pretty poor security, so I see random people in our building quite a bit. I live on the back corner on my floor, so there's a hallway intersection right before my door. It's a giant square. As I'm walking up to my door, my dog started to fight with me as he does quite a bit. I put my hand up to indicate my dog to drop the leash and he slowly does. I start heading for my door again when I realize there's a man standing right behind me watching the entirety of this 30 to 45 second long situation. Now keep in mind, it isn't weird for people to be wandering the halls around 1230 AM, but most people are on their phones or taking out the trash or playing pool in the lobby. This man was carrying nothing and had his arms crossed behind his back. He kept his arms like this the entire time I saw him. After noticing this man, who was literally 9 or 10 inches away from me, my body froze. I looked up at him as he was a little taller than me. His face had an expression of judgment, almost like he was waiting to see if I was going to hit my dog my body had chills from head to toe when i met this man's face he just looked off the way he moved reminded me of an old man arms crossed behind his back and he walked extremely slow down the hall after i had went for my door again i honestly panicked and just went for my door stumbling for my key i didn't say anything because i was in shock that someone could have snuck up on me and my dog without making any sort of noise My dog loves strangers and tries to jump on everyone, but my dog didn't do anything but stare this man down. I would also like to note that it was strange that my dog hadn't noticed the man until I had fully realized myself. There's a lot of logical reasons as to how or why this encounter happened. Maybe he was just awkward, very introverted, I am a frequent reader of this subreddit and have posted my creepy encounters as well. But there was one story I was reading on here that definitely made me want to share. This story happened when I was 18 or 19. I am female and I looked very young and was only like 100 pounds. I was living on a military base. I walked my dog a lot on base. For a little background, my dog is a chocolate lab mixed dog. He is very well behaved and is very attached to me. He loves meeting people, especially children. He loves their attention and giving them kisses. One day we were walking enjoying the nice breeze and this man came up to me. I still have no idea where he came from, that's how bad I was shocked. He asked me, what kind of dog is that? He is also smiling real big. At first, I wasn't taken aback, because a lot of people asked me what kind of breed he is, as he had a unique look. I answered him, saying he's a Labrador mix, and my family adopted him. While I was telling him this, his eyes locked on me, still smiling. He suddenly got way too close to me, and I backed up. My dog must have felt my uneasiness, and he growled so loud and bit the guy's hand. The guy ran away from us and I never saw him again. I literally ran home with my dog after that. If you guys are wondering if I told my parents about this incident, no I didn't. I was honestly afraid that I would get in trouble for not controlling my dog. If you know how military bases are, they are super strict when it comes to dogs. Certain breeds are banned from the bases. I thought that my dog would have to be put down. I eventually told my parents years later about the incident and they are very concerned. Now I'm 24 years old and looking back, I definitely should have told my parents when I got home. I'm so thankful that my dog saved me from someone that was possibly super dangerous. And yes, my dog is still alive to this day and never leaves my side. He truly saved me and I'm super thankful. This happened back in early 2015. I was then a 19-year-old guy living in a rather bad area of Portland, Oregon. Even though there were occasionally some belligerent homeless people and drug addicts, violent muggers were very rare and most of the city felt very safe, even at night. One of my best friends turned 21 and we decided to go bar hopping and then go clubbing. I was in a group of about a dozen people and three of which were my roommates. Unfortunately for me, I was the only one in the group who was either under the legal drinking age or didn't have a fake ID. This meant I was unable to enter the bar. However, to my luck, there is a very nice Mediterranean restaurant right across the street from the bar, which I ended up going to. I stayed there for more than an hour, and then I was ready to leave. I've done that walk many times, even at night, so I was never scared. Until this night, of course. From my apartments, my roommates and I took an Uber to the bar. This meant I would have to walk back since I didn't have Uber on my phone, and my battery was running low. The distance back to my apartment was about three miles. The time was already close to midnight, and I would be reaching my apartment around 1am. I decided to walk the distance anyway since I haven't been to the gym and thought it would be good exercise. I began my walk and passed by a lot of drunks. Even though some of the drunks would shout things at me, I never felt threatened by any of them, so I was okay. However, the last mile to my apartment was through a darkly lit park that can be scary at night. Not because of crime, but because there is only one street light in that stretch of road I reached a somewhat creepy area around 12.30. As I descended down the dark, narrow street, I noticed a black Chevy Silverado speed past me and slow down once he passes me. The truck almost comes to a stop, but then decides to drive ahead. I begin to shrug it off at first. However, this is where it starts to get creepy. After I walk nearly a quarter mile forward, the Chevy Silverado comes down the opposite direction and does the same thing. When the truck slows down, it almost comes to a halt. I begin to panic, but am not openly showing it. I pretend to ignore the vehicle, but my instincts tell me that something is not right. The truck then starts to proceed, but this time, I cannot keep calm. I was in the middle of the dark, isolated park with no streetlights, and there was not a single person in sight. After I walk about 500 or more feet, I begin to look in horror as the fucking pickup truck comes flying towards me and suddenly puts on the brake about 100 feet behind me. One man, around twice my age and bald, opens the passenger door and comes out of the truck carrying what looked like a hockey stick. I look behind and lock eyes with him. He gives me the most haunting and sinister look I've ever seen from a real person. He begins to yell, Get the fuck out of my sight, or I'll fuck you up, mud slime. I'm from Indian origin, and I have brown skin. And mud slime was a racial slur directed towards Muslims. As I was planning my escape, I remembered how there was a wooded area between the park and my apartment. Where I was, I could cut through the park and go through some woods, then right across the woods was my apartment. This was smart because i have taken that shortcut during the day and the truck would not be able to cut through the woods i just ran towards those woods and heard another yelling in the distance fuck off asshole yelled another large man walking in the opposite direction of the sidewalk i was i see another large man walking a german shepherd towards me after that the truck driver started running at us with a hockey stick and i made a run for it i darted towards the woods fortunately The truck driver decides not to chase me and gets back in his truck. I reach my apartment five minutes later. In the parking lot of my apartment, I see the guy that was walking his dog. He looked like a roughed up bodybuilder, so I was a little afraid of him too. However, we had a pleasant conversation. I begin to head up to my apartment and look out my apartment window. To my disgust and horror, I see the black Chevy Silverado drive by my apartment and then leave. My friends came back home close to 3 in the morning, just after I went to bed for the night. Thankfully, I never saw that creep again and moved out of those apartments a few months later. After this incident, I avoided walking alone in dark spots and isolated areas at night. To the stalker driver in the black pickup truck, let's not meet. I live in a big city and after being here for 5 years and taking plenty of walks around my neighborhood, I never had any issues with crime or foul play. It helps that I'm a guy in his 30s standing 6 feet tall. My favorite time to go for walks was late at night when everything is quiet and still. As a horror and true crime fan, the slightly creepy atmosphere adds to the element of excitement and I just find walking alone at night a way to clear my head and get some exercise. The surrounding neighborhoods have an old brick road and the main streets are well lit. It's easy to find very dark, shadowy streets to wander down. A couple nights ago I found myself on such road while heading back home after a long late night walk. I was walking along when I heard a car approaching me from behind. In many cases, the car would just go by and I would think nothing of it. But this car, with darkly tinted windows, didn't go by it pulled over onto the curb and completely stopped about 15 yards ahead of me. I looked around and realized that there was no logical reason for the car to pull over in that manner. The only house in sight was across the street. Literally no one else was around, no more cars, nothing. My intuition was screaming at me that this car was a danger to me. I slowed down my approach, but nothing happened. No one got out of the car or rolled down the window. It was like they were waiting for me to get closer. Not wanting to take any chances, I decided to do a 180 and walk back in the direction I came from. It was only a short distance to the main, well road, so I walked quickly towards it, never looking back at the car. I went down the block and turned off onto another dark road in hopes of evading the car in case they turned around to follow me. I was in unfamiliar territory now but began to walk in the direction of my house, which was a half mile away. I made a few more turns just in case and kept my eyes out for that white car with tinted windows, but luckily didn't have another encounter. I made it home safely, mind racing, as I considered the worst case scenarios of what the unknown person or group's intentions were. Would they have mugged me and robbed me for my house key and pocket knife? What if someone had stepped out with a gun and forced me into the car? I had trouble sleeping that night, and waking up the next morning with my life safely intact was truly a beautiful feeling.